2: It's time for a home opener at Paycore Stadium. The Cincinnati Bengals preparing to take on the Baltimore Ravens and looking to bounce back.
0: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. If you're new to the show, make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts and join the First Listen Club, those of you who listen to us first thing in the morning, whether it's walking your dog, making coffee, having a workout. We appreciate all of you who make us your first listen. And everybody who doesn't miss an episode, everyone who's an everydayer, thanks for not missing an episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Today, we're going to dive into what needs to go right this week after, on offense at least, everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Cincinnati Bengals in Week 1. A very injured Ravens team. At least some key injuries coming to Cincinnati. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals is brought to you by the GameTime app. Download it, create an account, use promo, co- promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed and James I think where this game starts this week is with the offense there's some very interesting things happening on the Ravens offensive side of the ball when the Bengals defense is on the field but we have not seen the Bengals offense look like that very often in the Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow era we've called it the worst game he's ever played there were issues with protection there were issues with the conditions there were potentially play calling issues there's offensive issue anything that you want to point to as an issue for this Bengals offense last week was probably an issue needs to be the other side of that coin this week need to see a big bounce back from this unit
1: no doubt no doubt the pressure's on and it's it's almost double and that's why I really tried to stress it in the crossover because not only are you hoping to rebound after an, an awful performance in Cleveland, but you're dealing with a Ravens defense that kept you in check last year, and mm-hmm. they are dealing with some injuries. But to me, and he was really, uh, he didn't want to give us anything. They're working through it, I think is how he how he said it, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but when Jeremy Rao, Fox 19, asked Joe Burrow where he was at mobility wise and able to move and play make, and, do some of the things that make him such a special quarterback. It's not like he was glowing about how he feels physically. Maybe it's gamesmanship or maybe he's just being honest and it feels like he's being honest, but I I don't want to, to hammer this too much because I I do think the conditions did matter last week uh, as far as a guy coming off of a calf strain. And now you're asking him to move in, in a slippery field with guys like miles garrett chasing you like it is that's a lot to ask and so let's see this week how that calf looks how he looks does he look like the joe burrow that we're used to seeing i think that is as big as anything else because if if you want to paint this rosy picture which I, i i think a lot of our listeners probably are and probably should buy into Burrow's going to bounce back because he's bounced back throughout his career. The calf will be feeling better. He's seen this defense plenty of times. They return home. They're dealing with some injuries. He's going to be able to exploit those, and this offense is just going to take off. I could see the path to that, but the, the thing that I wonder the most is him physically. Mm-hmm. I know mentally he's going to be right and be prepared and be ready to go. He's seen this defense three times, so I think he'll be able to have figured it out a bit more than we've seen in, in the past so where is he health wise i think that's such a huge huge question going into sunday
2: i think that's a big question i also do wonder if his mental game is is catching up i i was listening to kevin clark and mina kimes talking about this game this morning on Mina Kimes podcast and Kevin Clark alluded to something that I've talked about. This is a quarterback that needs the reps. He said that Burrow has told him in the past that he needs the reps. It takes some time for the speed of the game to kind of sync up with him, for him to use that processing superpower. This is something that I think I mentioned on an episode in the last week or so we need to probably stop downplaying when, or if Burrow ever misses time again, he needs the reps. It does take him time like most players in the NFL, to get back up to speed. And hopefully now three weeks of reps, three weeks of practices for Burrow, he's caught up mentally. But the physical part is certainly an aspect. I think I've mentioned this on the show as well. There were a number of looks the Browns gave, I think, on Sunday last week where on third down, Joe Burrow in the past, you've seen him call his own number on a QB draw when the A-gaps are totally uncovered. And, and there's just a chasm up the middle and he thinks, I can get three yards there. You've seen him do that in the last couple of years. Wasn't part of the game on Sunday. Have also heard that, you know, not only were the conditions bad in Cleveland, but they weren't expecting them to be bad. I don't know how much we've talked about this, James, but I think they were game planning. You know, you, you have a different game plan if you're expecting weather, mm-hmm. right? And and if you don't go into the game preparing for those conditions you're going in with like a normal fair weather it's it's august september whatever month it is uh game plan and then you have to totally pivot off that that can be challenging as well so hopefully conditions are better this week that's part of it burrow taking the the bounce back physically bounce back mentally and then just protection i think needs to be significantly better too you could see burrow get sped up with the way pressure was getting to him, Jim Schwartz putting unscouted looks out there, creating free rushers, creating a lot of one on ones for Miles Garrett. There is no Miles Garrett on Baltimore. There are still some very good players on this defense, highlighted, I think, from a pass rushing perspective by Odafe Owe. But the challenge should, should not be as steep for the Bengals' front five. And those guys playing better should help Burrow play better as well.
1: No doubt. And, and that is the part of it. Let's say Burrow is 85%. Well, this line should be capable of picking up the slack a bit. These wide receivers should be capable of picking up the slack a bit. And 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 that's a big challenge uh, to do anytime you, you don't have 100% Joe Burrow, but look at the talent around him. So I certainly expect this offensive line to bounce back. That's a tough situation. You don't know exactly what you're getting into with Schwartz's defense, all of those things. And by the way, I'm not making excuses. They got their butt kicked, and I know you're not either. They got their butt kicked. Okay, so come out and play better this week. And I I certainly expect them to, in this offense, expectations are really high. I don't think they're going to meet them this week. I I don't think it's going to be gangbusters, you know, 525 passing yards against a a beat-up Ravens secondary like it was a couple of years ago. I, I don't expect that but I do expect to see a functional offense that sustains drives and finds ways to to put points on the board regularly. And they may have to maximize their drives, uh, especially if the defense can't get off the field, which has been an issue with these Ravens. They shorten the game a bunch. And when you're an offensive team like the Bengals or or a pass first team like the Bengals, and you don't have a ton of possessions, well, the game ends quick. And, And so hopefully they, they can make the most out of those possessions. We'll get to the defense, of course. But on offense, blocking is is such a huge key piece. And just before I forget, Chris Evans didn't practice on Thursday, mm-hmm. dealing with a hamstring. So maybe now – I was so wrong, by the way. I don't think I got to say it. Maybe I said it in the postgame show. Couldn't be more wrong about Chase Brown. So I'm I'm eating my my Chase Brown stew or whatever you want to say now because I deserve it. And maybe that's what Sunday was. Um, but yeah, maybe this this week, not only is Chase Brown active, but maybe we'll see him on the field. I certainly think we will if Chris Evans can't suit up.
2: Yeah, there is very clearly a rotation with the running backs. Yeah, even I mean, Chris Evans got the first carry of the season. I don't know if we've reacted to that or, or given that enough attention. If you would bet Chris Evans to get the first Bengals carry of 2023, you, you would not have been able to find odds. They would At have the start of camp, you would have gotten,
1: yeah, man. I mean, those du odds would have been crazy. Insane.
2: Absolutely nuts. You mentioned this is a familiar defense. You mentioned this is a defense that has slowed the Bengals down before. We've talked about the injuries in this game that the Ravens are facing. We talked about those with Kevin yesterday on the crossover. I think that this does matter. But I just want to point out Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, still playing, playing at a high level. Kyle Hamilton, really good safety. The corners, There's big questions there, and you're taking a step down from Marcus Williams to whoever is out there with Hamilton at safety, assuming it's going to be Geno Stone again. And they're solid players on the defensive line, so I'm not saying that anything will be easy, but the test should not be as steep, despite how well the Ravens are coached and all of these things. There's reason to expect a bounce back. We'll talk more about that, get into this defense a little bit as well, coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals is brought to you by the GameTime app. And if you're looking for tickets and it's late in the week and you're trying to get to the Bengals' home opener against the Baltimore Ravens, it shouldn't be a stressful thing. It should be exciting. And Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets. And if it's not the Bengals, maybe it's a, a show, comedy show, theater show, music show, whatever it is. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets with their best price guarantees. You can stop stressing over the tickets. And start just getting hype for the fun that you're going to have at Paycor Stadium on Sunday. You don't have to plan months in advance. They have flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And that guarantee I mentioned means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less elsewhere, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute price tickets, lowest price
1: guaranteed. Today's show is also brought to you by Streetside Brewery. Beer is all they make, and whether. It's their coffee, blonde, pastry, stouts, brown, and ales, fruited, sours. They have something for everyone, and they've had something for everyone since 2016. It's family-owned and operated. I love Street Side. I recommended it on Twitter this week to some Bengals fans that were looking for places that they should hit up uh, while they're in town. And I know a lot of you out-of-towners are coming for the home opener. Well, guess what? pre-game tailgate at street side and they're not far from downtown at all 4003 eastern avenue in columbia tusculum near Lunkin airport they have happy hour let's say you're getting in on friday happy hour four to six and it is the place to go you can tailgate before every home game they're going to have drink and food specials on sunday games and prizes and Let's be honest here. It doesn't have to be Sunday. Get to street side. Enjoy some great brews. I've been there. You should check them out as well. It's not the west side or the east side. The best side is street side.
2: Let's stay on this offense for a minute or two longer, James, before we talk about.
1: Oh, no. You you know me. I don't want to talk about the offense. I know. Jeez. Pull my leg. I know. I know.
2: Uh, We had a listener, Dean. Who I will still recall from our meetup back in on Thursday night football, he was there. had had a conversation with him. He asked me, "What can the Bengals do to protect Joe Burrow? Can't let him do everything. He can't get hit a lot again. This is a recurring concern with Bengals fans whenever they see Joe Burrow take punishment. And for one, I don't think that it was all on Joe last week. Like I don't think they were asking him to do a Herculean or or unusual." task for burrow in this offense but the question of what can they do to protect burrow better i think is is relevant there's a few answers to this in my opinion curious to get your thoughts james one i think the blockers not just the offensive line includes tight ends running backs assignments soundness all these things they all need to just simply play better you you have to just win one-on-ones at a higher rate then they won one-on-ones. There need to be less mental mistakes. There need to be less just technical breakdowns with your pass blocking in general. That's one thing. Two, and I think this should be better this week, is just to have better preparation and better adjustments on the fly, both pre-snap and throughout the game, to the kinds of pressure looks you're getting and having answers to them. The Ravens don't have the horses to blitz the way the Ravens did and play man behind it. They just don't have the corners for it. They don't have the pass rushers for it. They will blitz now. Uh, Roquan mm-hmm. Smith and and Patrick Queen both had ne- about 10, 11 and 9, averaging 10 pass rushes each last week. So they both blitzed, according to PFF charting. But with a familiar opponent that you've seen three times, twice late last season, I'm sure there will be wrinkles from Mike McDonald, but you need to be more prepared for the kinds of pressure looks you're getting so you don't have those mental breakdowns and free runners. Third, and I think this is maybe the biggest factor, James, in terms of just protecting Burrow and, and a smooth operation of offenses, they were awful on first down last week. They got themselves into so many third and longs. and When they did get into third and short, those didn't go well either. We talked about it last week. Maybe not enough, but staying ahead of the chains, staying ahead of the game script so Baltimore can't just pin their ears back in the pass rush is critical especially if you have Joe Burrow not operating at 100%. So that could mean early down runs need to average more than, you know, two yards per carry outside of two really great runs from Mixon against the Browns. That could mean that your quick game is is functional and you're not getting Joe Burrow blown up on the first play of the game. You're getting that five-yard quick out RPO off. Whatever Mm -hmm. it is, staying ahead of the chains to me, staying on schedule, that's important to me in this matchup this week, James.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the first play of the the game last week is is the example. And I know there's plenty of people saying, "Oh, well, if you just hand it the Joe there on the RPO, Joe Mixon, he runs." You know, and I Kyle Kasky had a good breakdown of that, and I agree with it. I, I was actually texting Kyle about that play. T's also open. Like, I totally get where why why Joe looked there, and so the offense needs to figure that out. If you don't think Irv Smith can get there. than than figure out that aspect of it because obviously Irv didn't and the ball doesn't go to Joe and and Burrow gets hit unnecessarily. So those are the type of plays that that make all the difference. That's first down, and that would have made second and third down much easier. They converted that third down. It was their their one and only third down conversion for two-thirds of the game. And um, as far as protecting Burrow, that's just one example. The other thing, and this also goes with health, and I am curious. We spent all offseason, a lot of OTAs at least, and then we had Brian Callahan on to talk about it. The play action under center, and I know that's not going to be their identity, but Burrow didn't get under center once last week, and that's probably a health thing, right? uh, Health thing, protection thing, all, all of the above. Do we see that at all on Sunday? I'm just curious. That, that's a that's a question. And and maybe, maybe not. But I, I do think that that's, you know, there's been some that have questioned that. And I, I think that that's a health thing, a calf thing, as to why they didn't do it at all. Like zero. Their only snaps under center were Jake Browning's two kneel downs. Yeah.
2: Well, they had a kneel down going into the, he did have one snap under center because he kneeled down going into half in the first half. Oh, there, there one. you go. There that you doesn't go. really count. It's a kneel down. Um, yeah, that, that's that's
1: an interesting aspect. I agree. And you know, whether or not the because Raven, they worked on it and it mattered, it mattered to them this off season. We know that as a fact.
2: Well, there was a lot of so. play action work in the in the shotgun too, and and RPO work as well. And we saw that Zayaria Smith last week anyway just had no respect for the run game. And so yeah. the adjustment off of that, if the Ravens are just crashing, you know. One thing Mike Santagata, who he had on to talk about the game on, on Tuesday, pointed out just like get some draws called. Yeah. Take advantage of that aggression. If you see that aggression, not, and I'm not, not saying Mike McDonald's going to play the same brand of defense, letting the defensive ends fly up the field and say pass first, ask questions later um, in terms of of opportunities running the ball, but taking advantage of those. And having those answers after the way the Browns treated you in Week One, and the way that we've seen teams treat the Bengals play action game in general, would behoove the Bengals, I think, this week.
1: Yeah, I. It's hopefully they can. You know, I I, th- I think the the crashing aspect. It's it to me. If they do, th- this is interesting because if Chase Brown is out there too and he's getting carries, you, I think they trust Mixon and Brown. Uh, as runners, like a ton, maybe even more so than Travion and, and Evans. So that that element, could they establish the run? Is that part of it? Do they go full tilt passing? I, I'll be honest. If I'm them, I'm really tempted to throw it all over the dang field. If, if Humphrey's out, he's going to be. Humphrey is mm-hmm. going to be out. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. And we know Williams is out. It's it's Roquan Smith. Obviously, you have you have some other guys to worry about. I think he's the best player on that defense. You might disagree on, with that, but I, I do. Uh, with with Humphrey out, so it's like okay, let's uh, let's let Joe cook now. Can he cook? Is he able to to put that chef's hat on like normal? That's that's the the question. That's what I keep coming back to because in a normal game, let's say this is Week Eight and he's fully healthy, I would expect this Bengals offense to take off. And yet, I, I still have some reservations about it.
2: Yeah, fair enough. We'll see how they come out. I mean, it's a big question. And this is a defense that has been pretty good against them of late. For the Bengals, it's the first time seeing Lamar Jackson and their first time seeing this Todd Munkin offense. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson in a long time. First time ever Todd Munkin offense. We'll talk about the Bengals' defensive keys coming up next. This episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, because sometimes we don't have all the answers we need, sometimes the brain won't stop when you're trying to go to sleep, you have thoughts racing, therapy can help with that. It turns out one way to make those racing thoughts go away is just to talk through them and therapy gives you the place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional space. Better help. Is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And based on your answers to a questionnaire, you will get matched with a licensed therapist that matches what you're looking for. And if it's not the right fit, you can switch therapists easily for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/lockedon today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on
1: today's show is also brought to you by prize picks prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in north america and as far as playing dfs it is the most fun here's how it works you pick more or less than two to six players and their stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in, you can get up to 25 times your money. And so let's use Saquon Barkley, for example. You can take him to have more or less than his 60-yard projection. Odell Beckham Jr. to have more or less than 50 receiving yards. I said that one because I'm sure Bengals fans will feel pretty strongly about it. The point is prize picks is a ton of fun and they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Make sure that you get in on the action today. Apple Pay, by the way, is active with prize picks, which means quick and easy deposits into your account this season. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to
2: $100. This will be the first time for the Bengals seeing a Todd Munkin offense. This will be the first time in a while seeing Lamar Jackson back at quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. And it is a new look offense for the Baltimore Ravens. There are familiar faces on that offensive line to some degree with the injuries they have. Morgan Moses will still be the right tackle. Kevin Zeitler will still be the right guard. They've had injuries of running back. Mark Andrews will return at tight end. Odell Beckham Jr., the, according to Kevin O biggest offseason acquisition. Sorry, Kevin in the AFC North adding to the wide receiver core and wow. more impressively. Zay Flowers. Look at you. Look at you. I mean, it's ridiculous. I just can't
1: get over it. What if he has 200 yards on Sunday? Good for him. I, I'm just saying good for him.
2: I, I'm more worried about Zay flowers. Aren't you? I'm more worried about Mark Andrews. Aren't you? I'm more worried about Lamar Jackson. Aren't you?
1: I'm not. I'm worried about two of those three. I don't know if you need to be super worried about Zay Flowers. I think he's more more of a matchup issue
2: than Odell Beckham Jr. is.
1: Pro, no, probably. I, I'm not really worried. I think Lamar is scary, and Mark Andrews is one of the top tight ends. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. not as worried. Zay Flowers. He, he's a young pup, and he looked pretty good against the the Texans. He is yeah. a joystick. Like the Bengals defense respects him. But I, I don't want to go overboard here because I, I think sure. they can contain him.
2: It's going to be interesting because, it, you know, there's been all this talk from the Bengals about how you don't get very many possessions against the Ravens. And we've talked about it partially because they've talked about it. I wonder if that's still the case with the Todd Munkin offense without J.K. Dobbins, who unfortunately and, you know, you, you hope he recovers, has another season ending injury. I know they still have running backs. Hmm. And we talked about this with Kevin yesterday, Gus Everett is still a fine player and Lamar Jackson can create a lot in the running game, no matter who his running back is. And I mean, just by him being a threat to run, but they played so much more 11 personnel than we've ever seen them play before. And I, the, the number I said, 30% more that I said, I think earlier this week, I, I don't even know if that's right. It might even be more than that. I might've misquoted uh, a, a percentage there you're seeing a lot of Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr. on the field. Mm -hmm. And if you get those looks, something we saw from the Bengals that I mentioned on the crossover is you're seeing this dime look with uh, DJ Turner in the slot using Mike Hilton as a safety on that particular play uh, Mm -hmm. early in the game against the Browns. From a matchup perspective – I wonder if they feel like DJ Turner from an athletic profile perspective, from a movement perspective, matches up better with Zay Flowers than Mike Hilton does, but you don't want to take Mike Hilton off the field. So that's where it's interesting for me.
1: Yeah. I I think that's interesting. I I think we're going to see Chido, Chido on a snap count. Still we'll see DJ Turner on the field and play a decent amount. I think it surprised people last week, certainly surprised me and he played well. And so I agree with you. It. I was thinking about that. He has the side speed, side speed, and athleticism to match up with a guy like Flowers. That's really, really shifty. You don't want. You almost don't want a big corner, unless they just have a insane movement skills. Not on, I on, on, on exactly because it, it, I mean, who, what human is that? Create a player on Madden. He's just too shifty. So, I agree on Turner. I, I think they'll be comfortable putting Hilton on him, and Hilton will will oh, see yeah. his I mean- fair share of. Of flowers as well, For sure. but the the theme is going to be that they want to treat him the same way they treat some of these other, yeah, honestly, like Lamar, where it's when he has the ball, no, he's capable of of breaking tackles, making you miss. So it's it's multiple hats on him, not just one. Because if you can shorten that and keep him in a phone booth, it makes it much easier. Now, getting him in that phone booth is is much much easier said than done, of course.
2: And maybe we've buried the lead here. It's a good segue. Lamar Jackson still is the centerpiece of this Baltimore Ravens offense. Still can make plays with his leg and showed the ability to throw the ball pretty well at times against the Houston Texans. But the most interesting split, and I think we talked about this this week, was his pressure versus clean Mm. passing stats. When he was clean, he was perfect against the Texans. When he was pressured, he was awful. He is down a left tackle. He is down a center. Kevin Zeitler did not have a very good game. Morgan Moses can probably still pass protect fine at right tackle. That is not the matchup I'm circling if I'm the Ravens. But Trey Hendrickson against whoever's playing left tackle for the Ravens and B.J. Hill, D.J. Reeder against this interior for the Ravens that I think is questionable. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If they, can, if they can collapse that pocket a little bit and not give Lamar Jackson those escape lanes that they gave up last week to Deshaun Watson, and that was a problem for them last week, they will obviously need to be better with containing the QB running game this week against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. That will make life very hard on the Ravens, no matter how good you feel about their weapons. And I think their weapons are as good as they've been with Lamar Jackson for as much crap as I've talked about Odo Beckham Jr., He's probably still better than what they've had to he go is. with Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers no and Mark Andrews.
1: No doubt. I mean, it's it's a pretty decent core of weapons, you know. If especially if Mark Andrews is your one, one a Zay Flowers emerges as your one, Odell is your two, and and Bateman is your three. Like solid. It's it's a decent amount of talent, no doubt. So. It's uh, it's a heck of a test. I do think this Bengals defense is up to the challenge. I, I'm looking forward to this defensive line getting after it again. Sounds like Cam Sample is going to be okay and be able to suit up. So I'm sticking with my pick here, uh, and I always reserve when we make those crossover predictions to, to a day later change it. 27-20, the Bengals do enough to get the win by a touchdown on Sunday.
2: Yeah, let's see the Bengals, if they do have some turnovers again, capitalize on them this week and not have – unsatisfying answers to takeaways taking care of the ball always important um taking advantage of of the timing of the matchup you always want to play teams at their full strength but when you play a team that is missing four of its best players and they obviously still have some of their other best players playing lamar mark andrews roquan kyle hamilton but they're down for really good players at least on paper going into this season take advantage of that opportunity, take care of business, avoid the second straight 0-2 start, avoid the two-game losing streak that they've been so good at avoiding, and show that bounce back that they've shown throughout Joe Burrow's time as a starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. That's going to do it. It is. The Bengals will play the Ravens. Friday.
1: Be there Friday, Bengals fans. Friday at 7 at Holy Grail. Enter the jungle release party. There we go. Now go ahead. There you go.
2: Well, yeah, you can have a Bengals-filled weekend. Go down to Street Side on Sunday, maybe Saturday, maybe both. But before all that, make sure you go find James, get yourself a signed copy
1: of that book. You're Yeah. Him, well, right? If they want me to sign them, I'll sign them. I'll write whatever. You know, Jake Lisco stinks, or you know. Whatever. No, no, I'm just kidding. I, I won't put. I wouldn't put that. That's. Me. Um, but yeah, if Friday is the only day to check out Street Side, that's fine. The book will will be around after Friday, so. Make sure you check out Street Side too. Probably should get some books down there. Let them put them on the put them on Working the shelf. On it. Yeah. Working on it.
2: Like I said, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you missed anything earlier this week, we've got a, a crossover yesterday, and we'll have another takeaways after the game coming on Sunday. Until next time, Day, And have a good one.